Well, hello, hello, everyone. This is King Buki, and today we are in episode two of season two of Buki's World. And I do want to remind the new uh, audience members that our mission is of Buki's World is it's basically a reality podcast set to entertain via laugh, life lessons, and popular culture reflection. And today, I'm not alone. I do have my dear friend, uh, Miss Brittany Sherrill, with me. Um, she's uh basically the owner of the 30-day planner and she also has a podcast um that speaks on the and Brittany I do want to thank you for call for coming in today and talking with us about the intentional mindset and if you would just give us a little more detail and background about um what it means to have the intentional mindset or what it is that you do girl I am honored to be here I'm so happy to be here and chat it up with you because <laughs> it's been so long since we talked. And right. <laughs> you have some amazing things going on too. But I am the founder of an online space called The Intentional Mindset. And it's, it's dedicated to busy, high-achieving women to give us the tools and resources we need to give ourselves permission to focus on ourselves and to chase, yeah. and to, not chase, but to... um get back to our dreams and focusing and channeling our energy to what we feel is important to us i'm glad that you said it giving back to our dreams because the title of this episode is giving back giving back to our gift uh but basically i got that from one of your um like main i think it was your first uh podcast episode because i love the little bite-sized snippets so like uh one of the lessons is like giving back to our gift and that's that's one thing that i definitely want this episode to focus on so but before we get deep deep into that giving back to our gift i want to do a little icebreaker because i do this like every episode with the guests and so um in the icebreaker i ask you uh a few little questions just the you know playful questions just to get to know you you your personality a little so um the first question is you know it's summertime right and mm-hmm. it's good to like uh take vacations in the summertime you know because you you're so we're working women so we're always busy so when you think of a summer vacation spot right so what are your top three summer vacation spots top three Cancun Bali Beach Cause Cancun, you know, if you want to get a little stamp on the passport, <laughs> yes. Bali Beach. If you're trying to not go too far, if you're in South Carolina or surrounding areas, right? Um, you can get a little quick getaway, but have a good time right. at Bali Beach. And then Miami, I've never been, but to me that just screams summertime. Like I, it's on my list to do because. I just feel like you ain't did it if you ain't went to Miami. You just ain't did it, right? Yeah. I, went to, I went to Miami um, after grad school. As soon as I graduated, I was like, let Ooh. me go ahead and hop on, hop on this um, plane to Miami. It was so much fun. I wish more, like, I wish you were there, actually, but I miss, like, a lot of, a lot of people were there, but. Girl, know, I wish I was had, there, too. We still have, uh, you know, Miami is everything, you know. As soon as I hit that beach, I was out. I was telling you that now. I was wondering. Do a little replay then. Listen, listen. Okay, I was wondering why every time. Why would I go to the beach that people were um, passed out on the beach? As soon as I laid down, I was out, out cold like an old woman. Oh lord! (laughs) But we did have fun though, and the Cancun definitely been wanting to go there since MTV Spring Break. Okay. Yes, definitely. (laughs) I. I went last year and um, 
girl, like my goal is to be able to go every year. Really? Yes. And it doesn't have to cost a lot. My first night I stayed at a hotel downtown downtown Cancun. Mm-hmm. And girl, like my room was only like fifty something dollars. It was a nice hotel right in the center of um center of the city and then um the rest of my time I stayed at a resort. So I was able to kinda, you know, get a feel for how it is whether you want to spend some money or you want to save some coins. Cause the next time I go, I'll be saving coins. Yes. I'm I'm listen, we need to have an HBH reunion, even though I wasn't there on the hall. <laughs> we need to we just go ahead and make that happen. You, know you were an honorary member, honey. <laughs> I listen, I was like, I was like, is this the HB like the historically black hall? Because it was okay, so this backstory is um, in college. Oh yeah, feel the people in. <laughs> so the best is in college. It was like uh, I was an RA on a different hall, but when I went to their dorm, I saw like their whole floor was filled with, uh, you know, people of our skin complexion, skin tone, you know, brown skin girls, mm-hmm. best thing in the world, skin pearls and all that. It was all of them on the hallway on the floor, and I'm just like, what is this? The historically black hall? And so ever since then. <laughs> It's just been like, oh, that's the HBC, HBH, I'm going to say. It was just so fun. Those are fun days. But we it need was. definitely. Just, and it was definitely. so nice to have that experience. <laughs> right. Being at a school like we were at, it was a very diverse school yeah. um, with multiple cultures. But it just felt good to have a space where we could be authentically melanin and nobody came for us. Nobody checked us. We were just able to be ourselves and that felt yeah. good i can only imagine what it was like to be at an actual hbcu oh my god it's the best because you know i went and when i went out to grad school i went there oh yeah i, went to, I went to nsu yeah and i was like what this is what <laughs> i this is what i missed this is crazy but let's get back to it okay we're gonna plan that little hbh reunion <laughs> going do down it. to Can- cancun and whatnot but um so for the next ice icebreaker question you know there's a lot of talks going on about the summer especially being a hot girl summer or working girl summer i know your podcast you talked about um is targeting towards um working girls right or mm-hmm. working women and so what do you think your what would you say your summer is like is it more so of a a hot girl a hot girl summer so far or is it like more so of a working girl summer like how is it Girl, I have to say lukewarm. <laughs> like, I am trying to balance having me a little hot girl summer, but um, honestly, my passion for my brand has just really required a lot of time and energy from me, but I do it so willingly. Like, it, it brings me so much fulfillment. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Right. Um, But I did envision doing a lot more like hot girl summer type stuff this summer and I just didn't get around to it like I thought I was gonna be traveling a lot more than I would than I have and stuff but it's cool like I said I've been working really trying to put in the time and energy to build a solid foundation for this brand because like this is this is special to me exactly and like the saying goes that's floating around social media you're not missing on nothing when you get your stuff together exactly but you know, it, it, I mean, you can always take a break. Cause I remember one time we got a flashback again. 
one time when I was in school, I remember um I was just like we was I guess we were walking past each other, crossing paths, and I was like, girl, I'm so tired. You know, I'm just so sleepy all the time. But you were just like, well, I'm gonna tell you how somebody told me, uh, you need to get your sleep because there's gonna always be work. Yes. <laughs> and so, girl, I took that and ran with it for the rest of my life. Like all I do is like, listen, I'm tired. I'm giving up. I'm about to yes. go to sleep. <laughs> we have to listen to our bodies, mm-hmm. and I think us being high achieving women sometimes um you know because i i talk about it some when you're high achieving a lot of times you're high functioning too so a lot of times we're under a lot of stress and anxiety and stuff but we are high functioning so it's hard for people to understand or to be able to look at us and pinpoint that we're we're weak or us even acknowledging when we're getting to that point of burnout because we're high achieving we tend to ignore the signs and other people find it harder to see the signs in us because to them, we look like we got it together. It, oh, my God. Really? And that's crazy because it, it, that's, that's exactly how it's seen. It's like, yo, I don't want to, like, I'm really tired, but I don't want to tell the person I'm tired because then it, I'm I'm not living up to their, you know, their perception uh, of what we're supposed, supposed to, be. to be like. <laughs> but we're human. Yes. And that's why, like I always say, the intentional mindset is a space for the super women of the world to take off their capes because we need a place where we feel safe, where we can be vulnerable and just say, look, I'm tired. This I'm too tired. much. Like, I didn't sign up for all of this. It really did. And be okay with no shame, no guilt. Just being able to acknowledge how we feel. Yeah, because I, I find myself like, if I'm burnt out, I'm tired, like, I feel guilty for going to sleep, so I'll just get on social media and stroll all day. Yeah, <laughs> like just to get my mind off of the actual hard, quote unquote, hard work that I have to do. But again, well, we're gonna go to the next question, okay? So it says, um, if you're going on a alone on a journey, right? Mm-hmm. You just just a peaceful journey, just to get a breakaway little moment, and you need entertainment, you need food, and a boot, right? So who are those? Who would be those three people ideally? entertainment i say june ambrose oh yes um i just love her she's funny i like the way she (laughs) dances. yeah she's so energetic and if i'm gonna be having peace i want that type of spirit around me right um and i can only imagine the creative stuff she would come up with for us to do while we're on this trip oh that'll be lovely yeah that'll be fun for food i say darius cook Who's um, that? He's he's girl. I can't even give you like too much backstory <laughs> on him because I don't know. I just follow him on Instagram. So the food is look good, girl. Yes, <laughs> like I follow him off the strength of a picture that I saw, and Boo is he's slaying the pots now. Yes. Um, and then a uh, Boo girl. I struggle with this one because I'm like, who do you like? <laughs> who do you like really? But this may shock you, but um, honestly, as a boo, I will. If I'm going on a like a solo trip or whatever, I like somebody I can be a little philosophical with. Like we can have some deep combo. So I'm a, but I want him to have a nice, well-rounded personality. So my boo, I'm gonna take David Banner. Yes, David Banner, the preacher. David better like pictures, honey. You gonna be taking all the pictures, right? 
<laughs> okay, that's cool. I don't know who I would take for entertainment. That's a, that's a deep one. For food, I'm gonna have to say grandma. Grandma had to cook for me. <laughs> right because right. i haven't had soul food in so long like i just need all the soul food in the world and but girl darius does soul food girl that's especially that's how i got hooked. you know i like real food i don't know who is who is a boo i don't know who that'll be i can't even think about it listen i'm just go there alone just tell my grandma we're going to be cooking <laughs> Let me just have a kicker for me. That's all. Right, because I don't have a, I don't have a boo. I don't have entertainment. I mean, I just take a radio. So we stop. <laughs> but that's funny. Like I don't know. I just have. I guess because I, I listen to Janae Ica all the time. So she just sing her whole Pandora thing to me. I'll be straight. Right. Yeah. You know, and bring the Bible as my boo. Oh Lord, girl. <laughs> Amen. But we're going to work on that boo situation. Yeah, we really do. Because who's be acting up? I don't have time. That's a whole nother podcast. Because <laughs> the Bible can the Bible can speak to you, but it can't talk to you, baby. It can't talk, it can't talk back. To talk to you. <laughs> right. It can't talk back. I don't know. We're going to have to work on that one day. But, um, okay, so we're just going to get into, like, the intentional mindset a little bit more. So I know you say you started because um you were having issues, I guess, with, you know, being being drained or overwhelmed and things of that nature. And can you talk about um the inspiration behind it a little bit more? Girl, listen. <laughs> People be talking about midlife crisis, but baby, ain't nobody tell me it can happen for you earlier in life cuz that's exactly what happened for me. Towards the end of the year last year, my anxiety went through the roof. Like, I was losing sleep. I couldn't sleep at night. I was, um, whew, I was exhausted all the time. Right. And my mood was, I was just, I was sad. I mean, I didn't really show it, mm-hmm. you know. I didn't really let people know I was sad. And right. Um, but the truth was, I was really struggling, like really struggling. I was like, what is my purpose in life? Because it felt like everything was coming at me at once. And that was because I was, my birthday was in January. And so the months leading up to it, like around, it really kind of hit me around November of last year. Um, 2018 I, or 2017? Yes, 2018. Girl, we were going through the same shit at the same time. <laughs> like I was just like what is my purpose and and what was happening my birthday was in January right and I realized I'm about to turn 29 I'm about to hit the last year of my 20s and I have not done half of the stuff that I promised myself I was Mm -hmm. gonna do by the age of 30 right I had told myself I was gonna um be a homeowner told myself I was gonna have a doctorate degree told myself I was gonna have um my body together like I was gonna be fit Mm-hmm. I had promised myself all these things because for the longest time, the number 28, 29, 30 seemed like it was so far away. I always felt like I had time. Right. And then all of a sudden, the reality was, girl, 29 is coming at you faster than you can fathom. Mm. And you don't, you ain't do this stuff. And so I was having this internal conflict as to who I was, what my purpose was, because I, I was not happy. I was like, there has to be more. Um... I'm a teacher. And so 
I get a lot of joy out of teaching my students, but I also realized that I felt like even though I got fulfillment from it, it was not my, like, it wasn't, I was called. That wasn't it. Yeah, that was more. And until I could get to that more, I could not rest. And it was a process, but I had to learn to forgive myself and Mm -hmm. give myself grace. Like, I literally wrote forgiveness statements like it's okay that you don't have the body that you promised yourself. It's okay you don't have your doctorate degree. It's okay that you're not a homeowner yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like I literally wrote those statements and said them aloud to myself. And it was a healing process. And it was because I kept girl, I was praying and everything. I was like, God, forgive me, because I know I have I'm living a good life. Like, there are plenty of people who would look at me and be like, you so blessed, you ain't got no reason to be complaining. But yet, I was feeling so guilty about just not feeling like I was, I just feeling like there was supposed to be more. And then, like, basically, God whispered to me one day, girl, you don't need no more of my forgiveness. You need to forgive yourself. Mm. And that was a pivotal moment for me. Once I forgave myself, um, there were, like, layers of stuff that just came off of me. Since that, since that day... I went ahead and um, applied for um, doctorate programs. Girl, I applied in December and started on my doctorate December 31st. Beautiful. I launched my first business December 31st. Like, I got to that point. Once I lifted that off of me, um, I was like, you know, I'm not waiting for a new year. I'm going to do what I can with every moment I get to go after the things that I wanted. It's okay if I didn't do it on the timeline I originally agreed to mm-hmm. as long as I don't give up on myself. And so that's how the intentional mindset was birthed because I just felt like I could not be the only one going through this type of thing. But everybody talks about midlife crisis, but baby, I had mine at 28. That is funny you said midlife crisis because I've been writing. I, I've been having, like I I joke all the time. Everybody know me. I joke all the time. Even about serious stuff that's not supposed to be funny. I still mm-hmm. joke. And so I've been saying that since like I started school. I'm in my midlife crisis. I feel like I'm in my midlife crisis. Da, 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 you know, every few every few months. Mm-hmm. And so that is real. But we're like, but I really was saying like, oh, um, I'm probably having an anxiety attack or something like that. That's or a panic right. attack. That's what I really, really, really was trying to say. But yeah, uh, yeah. And we- girl, a lot of it is all tied up together because, like I said, I was going through that internal conflict, but it was triggering my anxiety because I already right. had anxiety, but I really didn't have any issues with it until that time. Like everything had to mellowed out until around that time. But if we don't listen to the to the things that we need um, in terms of operating in our gifts and um, focusing on our dreams and, and accomplishing the things that we want for ourselves, it can in turn have negative physical impact on us. And it really and does. sometimes that comes in the form of extreme anxiety and stress. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where people don't really talk about it. You know, you hear, like I said, midlife crisis, but nobody really talks about the fact that, um, it can happen at any age. Like, you don't have to wait till you're 40 or 50 or to experience nothing. Yeah, because, yeah. like, you were experiencing it October. Like, that's just, like, around the same time I was going through my stuff. 
and I ended up talking. Um, I ended up getting a counselor because I was like, okay, why am I up? It's like five o'clock in the morning. I haven't been to sleep yet. I'm mm-hmm. like watching all these Netflix shows. I can't go to sleep even if I try to go to sleep. Because if I try to go to sleep, it's like I'm I might get anything done. But if I stay woke, I'm just gonna watch Netflix all night. Right. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, uh, yeah, I did definitely need to talk to somebody and then, just like a restlessness. You just yeah. can't like it's just a restlessness you can't feed. It's it's like you're always going. Your mind won't let you stop. And it was terrible. It was miserable. It was terrible. Oh my god! I was and like... you feel so alone because even if, even when you're around people, they have no idea how the thoughts are just constantly running through your head and just won't stop. So you're sitting in a room full of folks laughing and carrying on. You might be contributing to the conversation a little bit, but like. In the meanwhile, your mind is going a thousand miles per minute, and these folks sitting around you have no idea. Yeah, because in my in my situation, I thought it was more so of, um, well, what was triggering my attacks were um, me feeling like I'm not in a position where I thought I was going to be as far as career wise. You know, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to be in entertainment, but I feel like um, I wasn't I wasn't there. At the time, I said I was going to be there, and then the, the current, the full time job was just getting like overwhelming. Like it was just like I did not want to be there. You know, body started acting up. We don't want to be places, so my body just started acting crazy. Like my body was like, "Oh, you're sad right now. Go cry." <laughs> and right. so that's what that's what this that's what the that's what my body was reacting. So I was like, "Oh no, I got to go see somebody. Like we got to talk it out." And figure out like what is triggering, what is going on, and it was just like one point I was like planning my event and like trying to plan a girl was trying to play a car wash in a rain in the rain. Like that's how bad it got one one time. I was like, okay, it's not gonna happen. I don't know why I'm trying to make this work because it was like it started like it's actually it started rain like it will rain one weekend and I was like, okay, I can't do it. And it rain the next weekend. I'm getting ready to plan to go down there. I couldn't go. So it was like every weekend it started raining. So I just feel like that was what God was like, girl, sit down somewhere, please. Right. Like, I'm trying <laughs> to show you this. This ain't it. This is not it, hun. You got to sit but down. But we try to force stuff because we. it's just hard to relinquish control. Yeah. And, um, like, that's one of the key things about forgiving yourself. Self-forgiveness is you saying, I am relinquishing control. Like, I did not have control over this situation. Or, I did have control and I didn't use the best decision-making while I had the opportunity to to steer this in a different direction. But it's okay. I just can't waste any more time dwelling on it. That didn't work. So, let me pick up the pieces with what I have and make the next best move. And be okay with it. But that's hard to do. It's for me, I'll forgive somebody else much quicker than I forgive myself. That is, and yeah. I just think universally, most women struggle with that. I mean, maybe most people in general, but yeah. I can only speak as a woman. And what I've seen, the patterns I've seen in the women um, I encounter is we we'll we'll forgive other people, but when it comes to forgiving ourselves, we just we're so hard on ourselves. Yeah. And a lot of it comes from the fact that we've seen so many women around us be so strong and press through so such tough situations. And so we look at ourselves and we're like, well girl, she she went through this. So this is nothing compared to what she did. You know, mm-hmm. looking at our moms and grandmas and stuff. But the truth of the matter is 
a lot of them didn't even have the luxury to be anything else other than strong all the time. Like that was that was a luxury they couldn't afford. Like we are living in a totally different time now where we don't have to be strong all the time because we have options. Yeah, and it's kind of hard. And one thing I did that, like, okay, so, you know, cardio, relieve stress, whatever. So I did take a few boxing classes, and I also went to, like, um, you know, turn to more a more spiritual outlook on things with meditation and things like that. And so one thing I did, I wanted to start reading more. So I grabbed this book. It was like a book of quotations and affirmations. And the name of the book was Meditations for Women Who Do Too Much. Oh, my God. I've been Ooh, like, I like the name of it. Yes. Like, quotes every day. I don't know if you have seen it on my page. But it was, like, quotes, like, every day. And um, so, like, every time I post a quote, like, each day I might, you know, sometimes I might skip a day because I get too overwhelmed with um other things going on. But every time I post a quote, it's, like, people ask, what is that book? That book is so dope. Because they'll, like, they'll read, like, different um segments for each day because each day is a different quote and it's like okay each day is speaking to me so that's been helping a lot along with meditation you know just talking like you said praying and stuff mm-hmm. that has helped out a lot too you know it's just focusing on yourself because if you're not focusing on yourself then <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna lose every time and that's what happened with me and like you said women empowerment so out the re- what I was doing was planning a car wash for a brunch that I was going to have in Columbia at the time, and I was running around with that brunch trying to raise money, etc. You know, breaking pockets, trying to get the trying to get the girls in there, but um, only a few of select a few of um some of the classmates showed up, but it was still like women empowering because they still showed up. And we used that time to build each other up. And so that was, like, everything I needed for real. Right. Because it was still a success. And because it was still a success because we used that time to think about the future events and plan ahead for that. And it was more so, like, fellowship and catching up and reminiscing. And so it was, like, perfect, you know. And so I was so happy about that. Cause sometimes, like we approach things, it's, we we are striving for one outcome. But the truth is that we are needed in a different capacity. Right. So it requires us to be put in uncomfortable situations that force us out of control, so that we can be in alignment with what we're actually supposed to do and what's needed. Exactly. Yeah. And how do you feel about women empowerment? Because there's a lot of women empowerment events going on right now, and. I just want to know what's your take on women entrepreneurship and women empowerment. How do you feel about this new wave and movement? Women rise up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I am. I mean, I love it. I'm glad that women are finding their voice. Right. Um, Do I think that some women need to take a little more time to figure out what, you know, (laughs) what their voice is? Right. Um, Because sometimes people are doing stuff just to be doing stuff, and I don't believe in that. There needs to, which is why my group is called Intentional. Every decision needs to be deliberate. Every decision you make, no matter how small it is, it should, you should really think about it. You should think about the impact. You should think about the long-term repercussions of it. Um, Like, you, you you just need to really think about, does it serve you in in the best like does it help you become your best self or does it help those around you 
or the people that will encounter it or come into contact with it, is it going to help serve them being um, the best version of themselves? Because if it doesn't, then it's pointless. If it's about money, you might as well just go ahead and cut it off. Because see, when you when you do stuff for money, baby, <laughs> that passion wears off. When them problems pop up, when them problems pop up, you um you can deal with it for a while, but after a while, baby, that mask comes off, and you just like, I ain't got time. I'm doing this for this little bit of money, or you know, the money will never feel like it's enough to come right. for the work. But if you're focusing on impact and you allow the money to follow your impact, then you'll be able to reach folks, change lives, and not have to worry about money. Exactly. That's exactly so, why I'm doing my brunch. Like I turned it, I you know turned my brunch into a charity because I feel like it can be so much bigger and do so much better. You know, it's kind of hard um, asking people for help, but you know, I thought about okay, well, if I turn it into a nonprofit, I could do grants to like make mm-hmm. the event a better event for the girls who who do get involved, and I won't have to ask them, you know, for money out of their pockets and things like that, and from their family, so. Yeah, that's yeah. You're doing it for money is not gonna. That's not the way to go, especially if you're trying to empower somebody. Right, and I I strongly suggest that women, even in this women empowerment movement, I strongly suggest that women band together. And um, as women, I do feel like there's an area of growth for us to learn how to work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes women struggle, and other times we have it together, but. Um, there's strength in collective resources Mm -hmm. and so a lot of times we just try to do something like we get an idea and we just like I'm just gonna do it slow down baby take some time (laughs) you know I'm not saying wait forever yeah but think it through throw something together like actually do some research and look for people who are in alignment with the vision you have and tap into their resources and their wisdom and knowledge because a lot of times there's an easier way, you know, or there's a way that will create more impact, you know, even like with you at charities and stuff like, um, you know, that's difficult. But then we have people who have um, partnerships with different um, organizations who get who organizations who get grant money who then need to find places to put that money or government facilities that get funding that are looking for programs. And so we don't know these things if we're not tapping into or building a network, you know, no network. And it's, yeah. yeah and it's not about just having girls that you get along with. No, baby, you got to have some people that have diverse resources to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. You know, that personality thing, you can work that out. I don't know, girl, because some people, <laughs> some people, I'll tell you like this, like, um, I know when I was having my event, it was just, a lot of negativity around it even though it was strictly about the kids people made it about themselves right so so that's what i'm saying like we still have those issues with people meshing their (laughs) personalities and stuff but see that's that's besides the point yeah like that's why you have to focus on impact because if people have impact at the forefront of their minds they're going to push personality to the side and the people who don't then they're not in alignment with their vision. So they need to, you know, they may be a good fit somewhere else, but baby, not this circle. 
No, definitely not. And it's uh, it's really unfortunate, especially when you know when you because I like to meet people and I like to um network with people. And then when I um come with the idea and it seems like oh we're all on the same page, and then it's like you're not there or you never show or you don't do your part. And it's like, well, why? But I see, you know, I may see someone at another event. We said may see the same person at another event. I'm just like, okay, what about the kids? Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of unfortunate, but you know, I feel that, like you said, whoever's meant, whoever's there is meant to be there. Whoever's not there, it, they weren't in alignment. Right. So I and sometimes that. we have to be the ones to excuse them from the table. You know, like how parents do their kids sometimes. Well, you know, in a lot of melanin households, our parents didn't excuse us. From <laughs> but you know how you see on TV. Yes. Like, you know. You're dismissed. Excused from the table. Go to your room. <laughs> you know, like, as women, we have to find our voice, even when we're not at a table full of women, even when we're with, even when we're with our male counterparts, we have to find our voice and our backbone and our confidence to be able to excuse them from the table sometimes like you know uh, you've demonstrated that this opportunity is not a good fit for you i appreciate your your interest i appreciate your efforts thus far but um you've demonstrated that this is not this is not a good fit and so um in keeping with the vision thank you okay shawnee (laughs) o'neill But I mean, honestly, (laughs) we struggle with having difficult conversations that can save us a lot of heartache. Oh my God. Yes. I'm talking from my own experience because I ain't got it, girl. Like I'm I'm out here searching myself, but um I was thinking like I wish we had like a directory we could reference, a book of like how to have difficult conversations. So if you're in this situation, this is a phrase you could use to facilitate that conversation. Because, like, you can, I understand you're supposed to have a backbone, but what does that really sound like when you're trying to 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 still be professional? You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish there were actual phrases we could plug in. I, I understand completely. <laughs> I understand completely. That's, I think that's, that's a good topic to have in the intentional mindset. Like, listen. When you're trying to get an have have a, a professional exit from a table, take mm. place take place. What are the words? <laughs> what are yes. that, we, that are we going to form to put together? See, I already like that term, a professional exit from the table. <laughs> Come through, boo. Yes, because how else are we going to give back to our gift? Because we have to focus on our gift. You know, that's it. We focus on our gift, like we don't have time for anything that's out of the ordinary, out of the way. All that other stuff is a distraction. Yeah, distractions. And it's a lesson in it, but we don't need sometimes we don't even have time to focus on a lesson. You mm-hmm. know, we just we just know, okay, okay, that's a distraction. I understand it. I perceive it. Next, how else can I move forward to get back to my gift, you know? Right. And it's just yeah. So as far as like what do you think the best advice that you can give somebody who is who struggle like we have basically because we basically come to find out we went through the same thing <laughs> like as far as getting to the path of intentional mindset how do we get back to our gift or girl give, give back to our gift what are like the main the main things number one 
be real with yourself. Like you're gonna have to take a little bit of time and figure out what is the underlying cause. Like what what are your underlying issues? Like for me, it took me a long time to realize I had I had stuff I hadn't forgiven myself for. Like yeah. I just knew I wasn't feeling right. I just knew I wasn't my normal self. I just knew I felt like I was stuck. I, that's how I felt, just stuck. Like this can't be this can't be it to life. It's gotta be more. Right. But I didn't really know what it was stemming from. And it took a good it took a couple of months for me to get there. Right. But eventually I realized like, girl, it's cause it's it's cause this stuff, you done buried it so deep down within, it's taking you a while to uncover it. But it's because you made these promises to yourself that you were gonna do these things and you didn't do it. And now you're upset with yourself. And it's affecting you on a whole different level. Yeah, it just weighed so, you down over time. Now you got to unbury yeah. all of it, unhatch all of that, and deal with it. Mm-hmm. Face so, the music, yeah. First and foremost, figure out, like, pull back your layers and figure out what's underneath. And figure out what is triggering this. Like, figure out what you got to forgive yourself for. And then forgive yourself and give yourself grace. Don't waddle in it. Create a plan. I'm all about planning. Like, create a yes. plan. Figure out what your big goals are, but then break them down into tangible steps. For instance, for example, because I like to give people examples and stuff that they can really um, leave and use, put into practice, because that's how I am. I'm a literal person. Right. Don't just give me overarching ideas. Give me something I can use. An example for me, I had written down last year um, that for one of my savings accounts, I wanted to save $500 by, so let's just say it's out, it's August right now, and right. so you want to start a vacation fund, you know, because we're talking about Cancun, Miami, Folly Beach. <laughs> um, you want to start a vacation savings fund. So, your goal would be to save $500 by December 2019 in my vacation savings fund. So you have an amount and you have a time. But then your steps that are going to get you there are, I'm going to go on Capital One 360 and open a savings, an online savings account. Mm-hmm. That's step one. Step two, I'm going to set up direct transfers straight from my account every time I get paid. So every two weeks, automatically, $25 or $50 will come out of my check and be drafted into my savings account. Right. So your goal is to save that $500 by December, but that could seem pretty daunting when you got a lot of stuff coming at you at one time. Right. But if you set up these steps, well, guess what? It'll happen. Even if you skip the week on your savings plan, you can still look at your goal and say, hey, I'm a step closer because I did open up my account. Right. I did start saving. So you have to create plans with action steps to get you where you want to be. Because a lot of stuff we feel like is out of reach really isn't. It's just that we need to break the big picture down into some chunk-sized steps. Like some steps we can accomplish little by little. And the good thing is that you have your planner for that. Yes! So my planner is it's a two-on-one 30-day um, journal and planner. And this is special to me because I design every piece of it. I do mm-hmm. not like send this off to somebody or something 
every piece from the front to the back was designed by me and it is full of things that helped me get out of that dark space I was in right and so every day you have a different snack size journal piece because we're busy women everything I do is snack size my podcast is always <laughs> 10 minutes or less my journal is something that you could do in about five minutes every day but every day you have a planning sheet and you also have a journal page and your journal page is where the healing takes place mm-hmm. um because just like I talked about the self-forgiveness and all of that like it's stuff in there to deal with all of that to deal with how you approach love it's all kind of stuff in there that I had to a journey I had to go on for self-discovery now the planning part is is important for several reasons like you will find that you feel a lot more accomplished when you have a blueprint for your day because sometimes um one or two tasks end up taking way longer than what we thought and we feel like we haven't gotten much done but when you have a planner that outlines what you've done it allows you to gauge your productivity. Like you say, girl, I was on it today. Or it's like, <laughs> Ooh, I was kind of flat today. Let me do better tomorrow. Right. But it gives you a point of reference to really evaluate yourself and make sure you're on your A game. And it helps keep you from wasting time too because you already know what you got to do for the day and how to go about mapping that out. But it also helps with anxiety because planning and using planners became my best friend to help with my anxiety exactly because i remember like one episode you were talking about um the struggles of of anxiety um and then um you're given methods like one method you said it was like three different steps first you have to organize get up early and then um give yourself time Mm-hmm. And so, with putting that in your in your um planner and working with those steps, like how has it? How do you feel like that has helped you? Because that's one of the steps like I definitely want to use now. I've been saying I was gonna get up early for like a long time now, <laughs> and then when you finally said, I was like, okay, let me go ahead and start getting up early. Yes, it it really changes things because what I used to do, I used to be one of the people that kept hitting snooze oh no um, I which hate I that. still do I still <laughs> got like five or six alarms but I push those alarms up earlier and I'm telling you just just starting with 10 minutes earlier mm-hmm. it really helps you feel like you are jump starting your day versus you getting up feeling like you trying to catch up with your day all day because like before I just used to wake up and have to hit the ground running right because that's Versus. how tight my timelines were but just getting up 10 minutes earlier, I promise you, you'll feel like, whoa, you know what? I kind of like this. Even with work, I realized um, getting to work earlier really alleviated my anxiety because me dealing, me teaching children, like I would get to work and the kids are like literally at my door as soon as I get in, in my class good. And I realized like me being able to get to work and just breathe for a second and say, huh, I made it to work. This is what your girl got to do today. <laughs> your girl is here. The day started. It makes a world of a difference. Yeah, that is that's excellent. Your girl is here. Okay. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to accomplish everything today, which I want to learn. Yeah, like I realized, like I was able to. I felt like I was able to just breathe for a second, right? And I felt like I was more in charge of my day. Yeah, when you get there early, it does feel like that when you get there early to things for things. And I know one part of the. Uh, 
at one of your um podcast episodes you talked about how um you somehow um you know we're always with um strong working women we always try we always have the pressure of being uh, being strong all the time you know we talked about that early you know mm-hmm. having and then you talked about having um people around you that are forcing you to stand in your strength all the time you know help having you to put on that facade that you're always strong all the time and mm. sometimes you talked about how you have to separate you know to elevate to avoid being in those situations of well, forcing yourself to be strong so have you ever pers- have you personally dealt with that or girl yes <laughs> like I'm going to tell you, though, you don't really even understand the impact until you change your circle. Like, when you change your circle and you're around people who don't make you feel like you have to be strong all the time, once you tap into that, ain't no going back. You're like, oh, wait, what is this? Feels you know? great, right? Yeah. Like, we don't really realize how how many times we allow people access to us who don't deserve it. Ooh. And that is one of the reasons we struggle with being exhausted all the time, being drained all the time, never having time to work on self because our circle is draining us. We're too like, accessible to people. Yeah. Like it's okay to cut folks off. It's okay for somebody to not be your cup of tea and you being okay with you just being okay with it. Even if they're not okay with it, just understanding that our needs are important enough to prioritize. Like, um, that's a major, major thing because as women, we're nurturers. So a lot of times, even if we have people connected to us who we know ain't up to par and don't serve the vision we have for our lives, we want to try to fix them, and that ain't our assignment. Listen, okay. Okay, always wanted to be the strong person or always wanted to be needed. When you when you realize you're not needed anymore? Yes. <laughs> um, And, girl, I was I saw this guy, I think his name is MJ Harris. Uh-huh. Um, one of my sister friends, Jatia, shared his video with me the other day. And he was talking about the broken wing syndrome. He was like, basically, some of us, we get like validation. Like anytime we see a bird with a broken wing, we want to go and fix that bird. Because we want, we get validation out of helping that bird fly again. Right. And getting the acknowledgement of helping that bird fly again. When that ain't what we were supposed to do. And he was like, that means that there's something on the inside of us that needs healing so that we don't seek validation from broken situations. Now you running from our gifts. Okay. We running from my gifts to go help everybody else get their gifts and it's like girl handle your gifts first yes like we you know we we want to nurture but you have to be fix yourself first yeah like you gotta fix self first plus even once you fix self you gotta understand everybody's not your assignment so you gotta be able to discern who's for you and who's not because some people you got to say a prayer and keep it pushing at that point, that's what I—I I promise. That's what I went to. Like, um, but before I moved, uh, to this lo- to Atlanta, before I moved here, I spent like a year in Virginia. Like, I tried to like I didn't really talk to many people because it just felt like it was just too much. Like, I just <laughs> I just needed myself at that point because I was I felt I knew that I was trying to figure out like oh, I was too I was too busy wrapped up in discernment of 
oh, who was my friend? Who was not my friend? Oh, they did this. I don't think that's my friend. You know, it got too mm-hmm. much. It was just too much. And when I really need to be focused on myself and my career, that's kind of how I launched um, the podcast initially. And so, like, now it's just like I'm getting comfortable with just being, you know, being with myself. Right. Because I don't, I don't really need, you know, all these, you know, friendships or and that's the thing, the girl. Like, once we get comfortable with self, when once we get comfortable with being alone, we're not going to be willing to jeopardize our peace, the peace we've established with self. Like, if you're not adding to my peace, baby, you got to go because I worked too hard to establish to get to this point. Exactly. Yeah. Like invitations, places, it's just like. Uh... I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate the. <laughs> we need to have a. We need to actually have a, a a book on that one too. How to turn down without feeling guilty. Yes. <laughs> because it's just like, oh my god. Because sometimes we be making up crazy excuses, girl. No, I was. I would actually but... go. I would actually go with with good with high hopes, you know. Because I, you know, we haven't been around people in so long. Like I would go with high hopes, but then it just immediately turn because it's just like that one uh probably personality one one personality trait about uh, a particular friend that i i wouldn't like or whatever Mm -hmm. it's just like oh no (laughs) this throw the whole mood off so it's like okay i need to start staying home I need to start taking it in segments. That's why I'm like, okay, now I understand. Because in the beginning, I didn't understand why people would ask, oh, who are going to be there? You know, I wasn't really that type of person. Who are going to be there? But now I I get it. Who are going to be there? (laughs) You really have to know. You have to protect your energy. And then that's one thing I've been working on for a long time, protecting my energy from, like, different things. Yes. Separate and elevate, most definitely. And so... Before we close out, I do want to do a last little minute game. Okay. So the game is going to be this or that, right? Oh Lord. <laughs> so you have to make another choice. Okay. So um, I know you talked about um in your podcast you talked about bathroom breaks. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. to get the pe- get your peace back, you need a little bathroom break. So in the bathroom, you have a choice between lavender or mint. What would you What would you uh, prefer? Lavender. Lavender, yes, girl. I use lavender um toilet tissue. Angel Soft, they have the lavender scented. They do? Yes. Girl, you know I love Angel Soft. Yeah. That's that's And I mean, I know they say you ain't supposed to use like scented stuff. Yes. What is your had no issues? (laughs) What does the OB say? Listen, I ain't had no issues, y'all. So go get you some. This you can't be telling everybody to get one because everybody ain't got your stress. Okay. Well, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> everybody, don't, everybody don't know they stress yet. But okay, so we talked about the snack size podcast, right? Because you know mm-hmm. I just love that little coin snack size. Oh, thank you. Yes, like because it's like real short and sweet to the point. I love short and sweet now, and so. When you think about a snack size, I think about like the candy or whatever, you know, the snack size candy that your employee, your employee may or your coworker may have on the desk. So if you mm-hmm. had a choice between the Twizzler or the Starburst, which one would you choose? Out of what in Starburst? The Twizzler or the Starburst? Girl, Starburst. <laughs> you don't like Twizzlers? I hate them. What about the flavor Twizzlers? Mm-mm. No. Not at all. See, I don't even like 
I don't even like jelly beans. And like t- to me, Twizzlers and jelly beans have sort of the same consistency. Really? They do. They yeah. do a little bit. Yeah, they do. All right. And then it, uh, for the final choice, you have to choose between a planner or a journal. Ooh. <laughs> I say planner because even when I don't journal, I still plan. Girl, I have to. <laughs> Plan it. Like, listen, I, I bought a planner. It was, like, real cute. I ain't even, use, like, I've barely written in it, but, like, my journals, I have journals. I just, I, you know, I try to journal regularly, but there are times where I forget to journal. Mm-hmm. But I do not, I am so, like, to-do list and planner oriented now. Like, I just, it's a, it's, it's a so major part of my day. Yeah, to get stuff right. Because I've seen one post that was like, oh, you have to plan your day out a day be- a day ahead. Yes. And when I tell people the right way to do a to-do list is actually you're supposed to do it the night before. Because um, that helps improve your sleep. Plus, little known fact, for every one minute that you spend on a to-do list the night before, it research shows that it saves you about 10 minutes the next day. So if you spend 10 minutes the night before working on your to-do list for the next day, then research shows that you'll save about 100 minutes of your day the following day. That's that's dope. I never thought of it like that. Because we spend so much time Planning trying to figure out what we need to do. Day. Yeah, what I need to do next. Right. You know, like that type of situation, whereas you do it the night before, you save a lot of time. Plus... Apparently, while we're sleeping, our subconscious is working on creative ways to help us achieve the things we put on our to-do list. Right. So that um, improves our sleep because we're not worrying and stuff and we don't alleviate anxiety. Plus, when we wake up, we're a lot more creative because our subconscious has been working while we were asleep. And then we, we wake up and like, oh, yeah, so I could do this like this. <laughs> And go ahead and knock that out. Right. Like it it really does help. So guys, try it. Try to do your to do list the night before. Listen, I I feel like everybody has received like a lot of gems today and I really hope they have the tools of giving back to their to our gift because it's it's a it's a big topic. Like we do put ourselves put our energy more so than other people than ourselves and it takes a lot away from our gifts and our power and so I guess when you um listen to this podcast you need to reclaim your gift and get start giving back to yourself and if you want to follow Brittany's podcast Brittany tell them where they can um actually listen to your podcast it's the Brittany Sherelle podcast it's on Spotify Apple Mm -hmm. um Google Play or you can just go to my website, theintentionalmindset.com, and scroll to the very bottom. The podcast is on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. What if they want to join your group? Because I, I think I want to join the group. Girl, yeah, come on over. <laughs> come on over. Um, it's on Facebook, right? Yes, it's on Facebook, the Intentional Mindset group. So make sure it's the group. The I mean, the page is there, too, uh-huh. but the group is where it's happening at. Yeah, we definitely gonna need to talk about um a professional leave from the table and all that extra jazz. Mm, there it is. <laughs> all right, guys. And I do want to thank y'all guys for tuning in for episode two of the bo- episode two of Bookie's World. And until next time, good night.